This is the New Life Rancho Vista podcast. We are a church committed to loving God, growing together, and serving others. Our prayer and desire is that this message from our campus pastor, Peter Moore, will be a help and an encouragement to you, regardless of where you are in your relationship with Jesus. So let's open our hearts and minds as we turn our attention to the incredible truths God has for us today. Man, what an encouragement that is. May His favor be upon you and your family and your children. What a wonderful truth that is. Uh, thank you so much. Well, moms, we just want to honor you today. I want to tell you Happy Mother's Day. And uh, I, I just want to encourage you, if you're with your mom and you haven't yet given her a hug, I want you to give her a hug right now. Come on. Uh, teenagers, don't be too cool for school. Go over there. Give her a hug uh, because this is her day. And while you're doing that, uh, you know, some of you I know are, this is this day has mixed emotions. Some of you, your mothers have graduated to heaven. Others of you, this is a reminder of maybe some unfulfilled uh, dreams or aspirations. And, and we just want you to know that uh, today we're going to be just giving gratitude to all of our moms. And we're going to be giving gratitude for God to God for this wonderful celebration of a mother's love. You know, uh, it was a real big pain for your mother to have you. And I want you to just have some gratitude today and and, and thank her for all uh, that she has done. Uh, if you're a kid, I want you to make something or, or get ready to give something of appreciation to your mom. And I know my boys are excited to do that for Danielle, but I want everyone to just communicate their thanks and gratitude. We want to honor you. Now, Jesus has a gift for all the mothers today. And uh, by the way, he has a gift for all of us, and it's the gift of rest. Today, we're going to be talking about receiving rest finding rest for our souls. We've been in a series uh, entitled The Life Worth Living. And Jesus does not hide from us the life worth living, and uh, he gives us rest. Now, some of you might say, uh, you know, I'm getting more sleep than I ever have, but I feel less rested than I ever have. I mean, I'm emotionally exhausted. I'm spiritually sometimes exhausted, mentally exhausted, and I'm not even leaving the house. How is that possible? Well, moms, we want you to know quarantine life uh, has been hard on you. Your uh, focus coaches, your teachers, uh, your referees, you know, with the whistle trying to break up sibling rivalries and fights. And about the fifth or, or sixth, mom, 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 you just want to pull your hair out. Well, today I want to just refresh you and, and, and give you some hope because even if you're a single mom and you're like, man, you have no idea, Pastor, my situation. I mean, it is, it is a hostage takeover. It is a hostile situation and there's no backup. Well, I, I, I want you to know that the rest that God gives is not circumstantial. It is not something that is just a passing feeling. It's not emotional even. It's something that's relational. And it's something that can restore you from the inside out. It's the love that the mother gives that pushes her beyond the rest that she would normally require. And all of our moms have given us love. And it's our love for Jesus that motivates us to seek the rest that he gives and to find the rest that he gives uh, from the finished work on the cross. Now, here's the first takeaway that I want to give you. First of all, rest is made possible through the person and the finished work of Jesus Christ. You know, in John 19, Jesus said his final words, it is finished. It's the word tetelestai. It means it's complete. There's nothing else you have to do for it. But a few words before that, he uttered the words to his mother, behold your son. And then to John, the disciple, behold your mother. What was he doing? 
he was signifying the love that his mother had to sit there and stand there and watch him be crucified on the cross. But he was also signifying his love for his mother, wanting her to be taken care of by John. In fact, in verse 27, it says that John from that day took Mary to, to his own home. Like he made it like she was his own mother. And I think it's beautiful that Jesus wanted her to know that she was going to be taken care of. He wanted her to rest assured that she was going to be loved even when he was gone. Now, we do not see the physical body of Jesus, but he wants you, even though you can't see him, that you're well taken care of. He wants you to rest in the fact that just as he knew Mary's fears and he, he knew Mary's pressures and her pain, he knows your pain. He knows your pressures. He knows what you're going through as well. And he wants to give you rest. Now, rest comes in two parts. We're going to go through this today. First, the gift of rest is, is seen in the purpose of rest. Then we're going to talk about the power of rest. Okay, so let's, so let's talk about the purpose of rest. The purpose for rest is relational. It's always relational. It always comes back to relationship. In Luke chapter 6, we were in Luke chapter 5 and Luke chapter 4 the last couple of weeks, but in Luke chapter 6, Jesus starts to talk about the Sabbath. In fact, it says, and it came to pass on the second Sabbath. What is Sabbath? The word Sabbath means rest. It actually is a 24-hour period of rest, and it was created by God on the seventh day of creation, not just for relax, relaxation, but for connection. He wanted to connect with Adam and Eve. And so on that day, he said, this is a prolonged time of connection with your creator. Now we know that sin separated Adam and Eve from their creator and Jesus is now bringing that connection back together. But the true rest that we have is always rooted in our relationship with Jesus. So let's, let's set the setting. I'm gonna put up on your screen a picture of a wheat field there in Israel. So. Imagine Jesus walking into this wheat field. They're about to have a meal. He's about to have a relational connection with those around him. And then he says these words as he's entering this field. He says in Matthew eleven twenty eight, Come unto me, all ye that labor and are heavy laden, and I will give you rest. So he's the one that gives rest. Imagine him being in the field saying this. Then he says this, take my yoke upon you. So he said, come and then take. It's something he's giving, but you have to receive it. And then he says the yoke. Now, is he talking about eggs? Certainly not. He's talking about a yoke that would hold animals together, that would pull uh, some type of cart or maybe even a plow. You see, it was for work, but it was also for togetherness. He said, come together in relationship with me and I will give you rest. In fact, he says, learn of me, for I am meek and lowly in heart and ye shall find rest unto your souls. He wants to give rest to your soul. Mom, dad, teenager, you can be at rest. You don't have to live life full of stress, full of anxiety, full of fear, because you can be together with Christ in a position of rest. So here's a key thought from this point, and it is this. It's our natural desire to rest from our work. But Jesus desires us to find rest in his work. You see, religion and, re and the religious leaders of this day, they found rest in achieving and in doing. But Jesus says it's not about what you're doing or what you've done for me. It's about what I've done for you. It's what, it's what I am giving to you that gives you 
rest. In fact, he was so trying to get the religious leaders to see this that he used an illustration about David eating on the Sabbath. He said, even David, even King David, who you look up to, who you idolize, King David ate on the Sabbath because King David knew this, that rest is about a person. It is about the rela- a relationship with God. In fact, David said in Psalm 37, 7, rest in the Lord and wait patiently for him. Fret not, so don't be worried or anxious uh, about him that prospers in the way. See, rest in peace is not about what ha- what's happening around you. A lot of crazy things happening around us in our world today. It's about what's happening in you. It's about what yeah. God is working in you. That is why David used over 70 times the word selah. It's, it's from the Hebrew word salah. It literally means to pause on purpose. Now, when Jesus said in verse number five, just working down through Luke six, When he said, I'm the Lord of the Sabbath, do you know what he was saying? He's saying, I created this pause on purpose. I am the master. I am the owner of this rest that you can have. And he's offering it to you. In fact, he said in another uh, passage in Mark 2, he said, the Sabbath was made for man, not man for the Sabbath. And the son of man, he's talking about himself, is the Lord of the Sabbath. See, mom, God created you to pause on purpose. And, and much of the world is on pause. I think it's fantastic the fact that, that, that a lot of our world has been forced to pause and to reflect and to connect with family and with friends. And hopefully many are connecting with God as well. And so without relationship, we are short-circuiting the divine design of rest. God wants us to have rest. Now, I don't know much about cooking, but today's Mother's Day. And uh, man, I don't know any uh, better cooks than uh, my mom, my mother-in-law, my wife. Don't ask me to rate those three, okay? So I don't know a lot about cooking, but I do know this. Everything is better with butter. Everything is better with butter. I mean, if you don't use butter, you're just, there's a missing ingredient. Let me tell you about rest. Everything is better when you rest in something, when you rest on purpose, and everything is better with a relational rest. Now, some of you guys are like, oh, I don't connect with that butter illustration, or, 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 or some of you are like, I'm watching my cholesterol. Let, let me put it to you this way. If you fill your car up with gas, but you let the oil leak out, you're going to break down. And friend, if you rest without God's design of resting for a purpose, for relationship, you're going to break down because rest is up to you now if you're resting without relationship. If I am resting in who Christ is, it's not up to me. He is the one that can restore me. So number two, the power of rest is in restoration. So the purpose is relational, but the power is in restoration. The fact that he can restore you and he can restore you to be better than you were before. Now let's look at that because I'm going to walk through this passage. Jesus is about to restore a man whose hand was withered. And, and, and he's going to restore him in, in many different ways here. But, but, but before we get into that, I want you to know that Jesus doesn't just want to restore you physically. He does. He wants, he wants you to feel rejuvenated. He wants you to have joy and happiness. And he, he wants you to be, you know, uh, on your game when it comes to parenting and, and, and your relationships and all of that. So all of that's important. But I, I want you to know that everything starts on the inside and that he wants to restore you from the inside out. You know, a lot of the world and self-help, they want to restore you from the outside in. 
And Jesus is like, no, I want to start on the inside. And in fact, the writer of Hebrews says this, that we can enter into that rest. And if we don't enter into that rest, uh, verse 10 says of of chapter uh, 4 of Hebrews, if we don't enter into that rest, it's because of unbelief. It's because we're not trusting. We're not resting because we're not trusting. And so it's not about something we're achieving. We don't achieve rest by practice. We receive rest through trust and through faith in God. See, it's a lot easier to say, yeah, I trust God and I'll rest in him, but then to live your life nonstop. God says, will you trust me by working for six days and then resting for one rather than trusting yourself to work for seven? I haven't always done this. When I was in college, I I worked at Sam's Club and I worked the night shift. And I remember clocking out one, one morning after working the night shift, I was so tired. I don't remember getting in my car. I don't remember starting my car. I don't even remember driving down the road until I was driving through a field here in Palmdale, driving through a field and I came to an abrupt stop right before a Joshua tree. My heart was pounding. I was like, what just happened? You see, nothing will veer you off the the course of life like neglecting your God-given priority of rest. He wants to restore you, but you have to receive that rest. You see, our circumstances do not determine whether or not we receive rest. I love the story in Luke 8. You can look it up on your own, verse 22 through 25. Here's the storm rocking the boat back and forth. Jesus is fast asleep. And the disciples say, do you not care that we're about to drown? Jesus woke up. He told the storm to stop. The storm stopped. And then he said, what's going on inside here? Where's your faith? How come you're not trusting? He wanted to restore their faith more than he wanted to restore their safety. Now, let me just give you a key thought. And it's this, that more than God desires you, your, your storm to stop, he wants your soul to be restored. Let me say this another way. Jesus has a greater desire to restore your soul than he does to stop your storm. There's sometimes when we just want God to remove the difficulty and God says, there's always going to be difficulty. You're in a broken world with sin, but instead of always longing for the better circumstance, why don't we long for a better restoration and relationship with the one who can renew us from the inside out? So let's just walk through this passage. Verse number six, he comes into the synagogue and sees the man with the withered hand. By the way, God knows what's broken and withered in your life. God knows what you want him to fix. Why not just bring it to him? And that's what this man did. He came to Jesus. And then the Pharisees and scribes, they, they, they were trying to trap him. They were against him. It's just an encouragement to me that even Jesus had people who were against him. And don't let those around you rob what God's doing within you. He, they don't have to rob your rest. They didn't with Jesus. And they don't have to with you. In verse number eight, he knew their thoughts. He knew they were trying to trap him. He knew the thoughts of those that were trying to get healing as well. And Jesus knows your thoughts. He knows your burden. Uh, Moms, he knows what's weighing heavy on your hearts. He knows. He cares. He's the one who truly understands. And in verse number 10, he asked this man to stretch out his hand. And the man stretched out his hand in verse 10. And his hand was restored whole as the other. God can restore you and give you rest if you'll let him, if you'll stretch out. The question is, what do you need to stretch out to God and allow him to restore? 
But what is it that you're holding back that, that you don't trust him with? What is it that you need to just reach out and put into the light and say, God, will you restore this? Is it a relationship? Is it a besetting sin? Maybe you need to reach out for salvation today. Maybe you need to receive the, the eternal rest of knowing that you're on your way to heaven. You see, Jesus wants you. He's calling you to reach out for restoration and for rest. And only Jesus is the one who can make you whole. Only Jesus is the one who can give you that inner peace, that inner rest. Friend, if you're not at peace with God, I would encourage you to, to call out to him. I want to lead you in a prayer right now. If you've never called out to Jesus, you've never received him as your savior, I want to encourage you to say this, dear Jesus, I know I'm a sinner and I trust in you. I trust in you alone to give me eternal life and to forgive me of my sin. I believe you died and rose again so that I could be 100% sure that I will spend eternity with you. If you prayed that prayer, I'm gonna put a, a number on the screen. I want you uh, to text this number. I would love to connect with you. I would love to share with you what it means to have a connection with God, to follow Jesus with the rest of your life. Friend, if you've already received that, I wanna encourage you with this. You can receive the purpose of rest it's relationship, and you can receive the power of rest. It's restoration. Let me illustrate it this way. I, I have to use this. Uh, thank you so much, Johnny. Uh, so uh, this is an iPhone, and let's say I, I bought. Let's say I bought Johnny this iPhone. His birthday was was a, a few weeks ago. I did not buy him an iPhone, uh, but if I did, let's say let's say he was unboxing this and he took it out and he, wow, man, look at this, a, a brand new iPhone, and and uh, he's so excited. And he takes it out of the box, and there's no charger. And he thinks, well, at least I can, you know, go get a charger. I said, no, no, I have a charger for you. Now bring out a, a, a different charger, a charger that's not for an iPhone, a, a charger that's that's for like a Nokia or something, right? So, 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 and, you, know, you Johnny, you can make that work, right? Well, well, he he would have to tell me, no, it's not going to work because it wasn't designed to charge my phone. You see, there are a lot of things in life that we try to get energy from. We try to receive rest from. And there are, there are things that I call unredemptive rest. There are things that I try to fill my life with to try to break it up, break up the pace. But friend, only my relationship with Jesus is the thing that can really recharge my batter, the batteries of my soul. God wants to give you rest, but there is a design for rest. There is a design to give you that energy that you need, to give you that uh, sustenance that you need to continue as well. And so here's the takeaway from the message today. And it is this, the rest God has for you is meant to restore you and draw you closer to him. The rest God has for you, it's meant to draw you closer to him. It's meant to restore you. If you're feeling unfulfilled, if you're feeling empty, if you're feeling like there's no way I can continue at this pace, I just can't go any further. Let me encourage you to come unto him, all ye that are heavy laden, and he will give you rest. Take his yoke. You know, verse 30 of, of Matthew 11 says, his yoke is easy, his his, his burden is light. You see, he didn't say that life is easy. He said that if you're resting in him, it gets a whole lot easier. So a life spent resting in Jesus is a life knowing the purpose of rest and having the power of rest 
at your, at your beck and call. Let's pray and ask God to give us this rest. Lord, we just want to thank you for all the moms. We want to thank you for the gift of rest that you've given to us today. Lord, I pray that you would please help us to seek rest in you. Help us not to always be looking forward to things that, Lord, will only fill us up temporarily. But Lord, help us to anchor our souls in the rest that you offer, the rest that you give. I pray that if someone today received uh, peace with you, that they received the gift of eternal life, Lord, they would let us know about that. Lord, I pray that you please help our whole church, Lord, to rest in you, to not just be working for the sake of working, but Lord, they would be working while their soul is resting in you. In Jesus' name I pray, amen. Thanks again for listening. If you would like to learn more about our church or how to get connected, check us out online at findnewlife.church or find us on Instagram, Twitter, and Facebook under the handle Five New Life. Have an amazing day.